Heavenly Father, thank you so much for another day that you have blessed us with. God, we are so grateful for you. And we thank you for being with us throughout the entire week. Dear God, all the challenges that we went through, we faced them and we are here before you. Though some that we're still enduring, some that we're still going through, God, you've still been so good to us. We pray that you continue to help us. Now, God, and today as you brought me here before your people, I ask that you speak through me. Let your Holy Spirit work within me, Lord God, to be able to share the word that you desire for your people to know so desperately. And that we grow from it, Lord, and that we share with others. May they too come to know the love of your Son and how much you care for us, Lord God. Dear God, we thank you so much. We ask that you allow all of us to be focused here and to put aside our thoughts and share your thoughts with us, Lord God, for us to know your truth. Your truth is so, so good. God, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. So, good friends. How many of you guys have ever built a house before? Build a house? Okay. Tell me about it. How was it? How was the experience? Hard? What did you have to do? You got you built one too? What was that like? You built one too? Oh, what do you guys have to do? Tell me, how do you build a house? Yep. So start wait, 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 let me write this stuff back. I don't know these things because I was looking up houses the other day and they said that it was like $500,000. I can't do that. So I'm going to need to go out and buy pretty much a piece of land and just build one. So I need you guys out. So you said that first you start with what structure? All right. All right. A nice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One at a time, one at a time, guys. You said first, nice foundation. Okay, then what? Wait, hold on, hold on. Too, too many people, one, one person at a time. Hmm? Frosting? I'm trying to build a real house. I'm talking about it. Huh? Okay, so you got to get frosting. Cement? Okay, so you got to get cement. Cement is the frosting. Okay, and then what? Okay. Okay. So you got then you said you got the six. You said something about six. So like the pillars. Okay. So you got the pillars. Alright. I'm drawing this. Which one? Uh-huh. Oh, you put you put bricks on the pillars to kind of fill in the pillars around the pillars. Okay, okay. So bricks. All right. What else? Did to get the wall? Okay. Wait, but those aren't the wall. Oh, okay. Because those are gonna be like in the in the middle. Okay. So there's any new walls around the house? Okay. And you got your walls. Okay. Then what? Hmm. Are my guys, do you guys not know how to build things? Is it just my ladies over here? Huh? What? Okay, you, you guys continue now. I think they've, got, they've given us the foundation. They've given us bricks, the pillars, the walls. What else do I need, guys? How are we building this house? Hmm? 
A roof? Okay. That's, that's good. Some delicious toppings. That could be a good roof. So we need a roof. And then what else? Hmm? Floorboards? Where do those go? What are those for? The floor, okay. Ah, perfect. It's funny because one of my clients is literally a hardwood floor or something. Uh -huh. Insulation. That's plumbing and all you guys, y'all are thinking. Okay. So you do the electricity, that stuff all before anything else? So the wiring? Okay. So you need a mechanic and mechanical engineer and all those folks, electrical to come in and do the flooring. Okay, and the wiring. So now we got a house, but all you guys have described so far, I've got an empty space. Anything else? Hmm? DJ? Furniture? Okay, so furniture, I've got an empty space, so you're gonna put furniture in there. I don't have rooms at the moment. That's what the what's for? The walls. Oh, the walls for the rooms. But you guys didn't, I thought the walls were for the outside of the building. The outside and the inside. Okay, okay, so in, inside, how many rooms do we have or need here? Four rooms? Four, okay, one, two, three, four. And a kitchen. How big is the kitchen? Are we talking like apartment style, little tiny kitchen, or are we talking like? It's gotta have a, okay, townhouse type kitchen. So open concept, open space? Okay, okay. High ceilings. Ah, man, you guys, y'all are. And an upstairs. So you can see the upstairs from the, the first layer? Or is it, one, is it one of those like you can't see the top at all? You have to be able to see what? You'll, you have to be able to see the top. Okay. So it's one of those. So you'll see like if somebody's walking down the stairs, you can see them coming downstairs. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you. That's an interesting floor plan. Thank you guys. So it looks like we've got an entire house. God bless you. Y'all clap for yourselves, man. Y'all clap for yourselves. That was good. That was great. So we have a nice foundation. I heard we got bricks, we got walls, we got rooms. Okay. So now we have, say that we built this house. Okay. Now it's 20 years later. The house that we built, is it going to be looking the same? What's happened to this house? Hmm? Weather, like what else? What, like, would you need to go in there to make some changes? Some renovations? Okay, okay. So, so you like, but what if, what if it's something, so are you gonna make a change just for the sake of making changes or are you gonna go in there and make a change because something might be broken or faulty or leaky? Both. Sometimes you just feel like switching it up a little bit. Okay. Okay. Anybody have any idea where this is going? No. Perfect. Hmm? A little bit? Where do you think this is going? Oh, you said a little bit, so now I'm going to... Oh, okay. Oh, oh, go ahead, please. Oh, no, 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 no please. I, I encourage you. Please do. <laughs> so we have built the house... We had a nice foundation, right? We're assuming the foundation was good. So 20 years later, the foundation is still there. Everything is solid. 
And then we went in there to go and see that we need to change up some rooms and clean some things up, potentially. Right? So, a lot of times, that's kind of what's happening today. When we bring it now from building a house onto our faith, right? Onto our relationship with Christ, right? For many of you guys, the phase that you're in right now is in that foundation piece. Still building upon your foundation in Christ. And who is the foundation? Jesus, right? Jesus Christ is the foundation of our faith. But then on top of that, there's all these other things that we learn, that we, that, that we teach, that we hear, right? That become a part of our house, if you will. They have little rooms of their own. Right? Um, different doctrines, things like that that we learn, right? If we all agree that the core foundation is Christ, right? Even the apostles came, right? And added to it, right? Added more things to what it is that um, was taught, right? Nothing that was different, right? Nothing that was um, counter to the foundation of what Christ taught but things that were additional and helpful for our faith and our growth, right? So we have all these rooms. Now, in a healthy scenario, in a perfect world, we would have those things of the apostles that we learned. And on top of that, we would be perfectly fine. We would know and learn all these different things that are good and beneficial for us, right? But 20 years down the line, all of you guys here, you'll, you would have your foundation by then. Trust me, I would hope that I leave you here as you go into college to have that foundation solid in Christ. But then you'll have those rooms, you'll have those walls that, will, that may be different things. Some of them that may be in line with Christ, some that may not be in line. So what happens and what's happening that I didn't really even realize until lately is that a lot of people have been going on this journey that it's termed as now to be deconstruction of faith. Faith deconstruction. So that pretty much, when I say faith deconstruction, you guys ever played Minecraft before? Yeah. I'm playing Minecraft. That little, that little deconstruction table thing, right? So what is that doing? You're pretty much breaking up things into seeing what they're, what they're made of, right? So... When people go through different things in life, when you get to a certain point in your life, you come across this thing where at times you want to figure out what was the basis of my faith, right? And so some people go through this phase of deconstruction of their faith, which pretty much means that they're breaking apart and they're figuring out why they believe what they believe and what it is, right? Because a lot of times when you're young in this, in this day and age right now, you're at a point where you are learning, you're building on your faith, right? But you'll get to a point as you go into college where you may be challenged on why you believe in what you believe, right? And that at times may set you on a particular journey. And that journey can often end in one of two ways. The first way is that that journey can result in you coming to have an even more solid foundation and even more solid basis in Christ, 
or that journey can have the unfortunate turn of pulling you completely away from God. Because within our deconstruction, when we pull things apart about what we believe, why we believe, what, like, what our doubts are, our concerns, all those things, we come across a period of time, a moment where we are faced with some things that we may not necessarily have the answers to. And in that moment, we have to decide what we are going to do. Right? So, this was something that I didn't realize was happening more and more in this day and age. And it was interesting because a Bible reading for today, definitely on this topic. But um, as I was going through, you know, I'm on YouTube every now and then. I was going through that one really, really popular in the past um, YouTuber who really kind of spearheaded things on the gospel was a man by the name of Joseph Solomon. And he had a a podcast called Chase God TV. And it was really, really good. Sorry, a YouTube channel called that. And he was really, really good. A lot of folks learned a lot from him. And he went down this path of faith deconstruction, if you will. And kind of came to the conclusion that he no longer wanted to be a follower of Christ, right? So that was an unfortunate thing that can happen within our journey of trying to sort out why we believe what we believe. But that's why I felt it to be very urgent for me to discuss with you guys today, because you will get to that point. You will be faced with that when you, when you when you're in college, when you're, when you're in a group of set, in a setting with so many people who are different from you, people who come from different backgrounds, different faiths, different religions, who will ask you, why do you believe what you believe? Or if you're fortunate enough to even get through that part, right, you may then be hit with other things in life that make you question why you believe what you believe. So our Bible reading today is coming from 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. All of chapter 3, and we're also going to be in a bit of chapter 4 as well. I think chapter 4, the 1 to 8. So, for sake of time, because I know we're at 12.44 at the moment, I'll go ahead and read that out to you guys. Second Timothy chapter 3. I'm reading from the ESV version. <laughs> you guys are always hating <laughs> the ESV version the English Standard Version um, it's my favorite version <laughs> but um, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 it's a very small book comes right after 1 Timothy which comes right um, after Thessalonians it's in the New Testament you guys there say amen need more time say hold up Everybody there? All right. You guys all mind if we stand for the reading of God's word? Second Timothy chapter three. And the word of the Lord reads. Oh, need some time? Need help? You there? You found it? Perfect. And the Lord, the word of the Lord reads as such. But understand this: that in the last days. 
there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at the knowledge of truth. Just as Jonas and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, and was as was that of those two men. Verse 10. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the, from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, Continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. Chapter 4. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but will have itching ears, They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, enduring suffering, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearance. Brothers and sisters, look over to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, oh neighbor, will you fight the good fight of faith? May be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you.
So, to quickly summarize what it is that we just read, okay, so if any, for any of you that may not have read it before, 2 Timothy is one of the letters that Paul wrote to Timothy. Timothy was a faithful friend, a faithful worker with Paul. Think of him as an evangelist, an apostle almost, right, if you will. Um, Timothy was a guy who um, had been, had, had had a foundation laid up from the beginning from his mother Lois and his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice, right? These were, they, he's always, think of him as the guy that grew up in the church, okay? And he's always been around loving people that have always cared so much for him to share the gospel with him and then he, came, then he meets up with Paul, right? And they're just kicking it, right? Um, Paul writes this letter to Timothy because Timothy is loved so much by Paul. And Paul, Paul kind of thinks of Timothy as like a younger child, right? He kind of thinks of him as like his apprentice, if you will, right? He's, he, ment- he mentors Timothy and he's got Timothy under his wing. So he's writing these things to Timothy to let him know that, hey, Timothy, this is what is going on in the world. And what you see right now, if you think that's bad and you think that's crazy, wait till later on in the future, it's going to get even worse, Okay. So that's, what Timoth- that's why Paul is writing this, this letter here to Timothy. There was a first Timothy before where he was writing to Timothy about some other things. And then second Timothy is the second letter that he writes to him. Okay. Now, while Paul is writing this, Paul is writing this from prison. And this is getting closer to the, to the end of Paul's life. Yet Paul continues writing and sharing the gospel. And so we have this wonderful book here that presents us with some truth presents us with the truth about the word of God that we need to remember as we go about within our lives. Amen. So to kind of break this down a bit, we started this off talking about building a house, laying a foundation by the foundation of our lives is Jesus Christ, right? That Christ came, he died for us, right? He showed us how to live. He taught us so many things. He is the Son of God. He is God. Right? We believe in the triune God. Right? We have that foundation that we have, that Christ came, He died for us, and that whoever so believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And eternal life begins right now when we give our life to Jesus. So that's our foundation. But then as life goes by, we kind of build in all these other things, the things that we start hearing, right? things that we hear in social media, things that we hear in society about what faith is supposed to be, what things should be accepted and not accepted, what things should be okay. You guys already know, right? But these things we, we, we bring into our understanding, our frame of reference, right? And then we get to a, and we get to a certain point where um, we don't necessarily agree with the core tenets of faith. And then that ends up breaking everything up, right? So what I want to explain to you guys, kind of reading through what Timothy, what Paul has said over to Timothy is, well, let me ask this question. All of this at the end of the day for this topic is about leaving faith, right? And staking with faith. What causes people to leave the faith? Maybe let's talk about that for a minute. What causes people to leave Jesus? Mm-hmm. Traumatic, events. Hmm? Traumatic events. 
You write that down. Mm-hmm. When things go wrong. So I'll kind of put that with dramatic events. Anybody else? Doubt. It's a good one. It's a good one. You guys out here preaching for me today? I'm, I, yep. When somebody questions them about their business, you know, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so kind of like a lack of a lack of understanding sometimes. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. The people you're around, so the community. Any others? These are really good guys, by the way. Yep. When horrible things. Okay, so that kind of I'll 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 put that in with the traumatic events, things go wrong side. Mm-hmm. When people feel rejected by people. Oh, when they feel restricted by the rules in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mental health. Can you kind of explain that a little bit more? Yeah, like God isn't there with their suffering, right? Is that kind of where you're going? Perfect. Yep. One second, Francie. Mm-hmm. Okay, rejected from people in church. Francine, one last one. Depression, okay. So I kind of put that with the mental health side of things. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. Any others from the guys here? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Say that again. Science? Sorry, I didn't hear. Good science, be one. Can you explain what you mean? Oh, so like kind of doubt, kind of, will that kind of go around the doubt type of thing? Like, okay, science is saying that the world's created this way. What is it saying? Okay. Go ahead, Emmanuel. What about mathematics? Mathematics? Okay. I'll put that one down too. Last one, and then we got to continue. Mira, go ahead. Saying like how society is. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Last one. Temptation. Temptation. Okay. Like the temptation is too much, so you just gotta be like, all right, let me forget it and do what I gotta do, type of thing. Okay. So that I'll I'll link I'll link that up with the rules restricting type of side. Guys, this is really great. Thank you. God bless you all. So I'm gonna run through this list because I had just a few, but you guys have so much. I think I I put down, you know, pain, suffering, doubt, weak, and, and, a, and a beautiful, weak foundation. You guys have listed so much. Traumatic events, when things go wrong. So the things, the question that we had asked was, what causes people to leave faith? And the thing that you had noted was traumatic events, when things go wrong, um, doubt, um, a lack of understanding, you know, poor community that isn't really helpful, when we feel rejected by the community, when we feel rejected by the church, 
when we have when there are things that we want to do counter to what's in the Bible, right? We feel the temptation, we feel so restricted. Um, mental health and depression being another one. So you guys have listed a lot of things that end up leaving, leading people to, to leave faith. So when people are going through any of these things, when we are going through any of these things, whether we like it or not, a little part of us, we subconsciously go through this thing of, do I still believe in God? Do I still trust in God? We do a little bit of a deconstruction of our faith, just a small, small bit, right? And we'll hopefully we always come back to, yep, God is good and God is helping us here. Which is why being here together is so, so important that we learn the truths and that we spend time with God because... A lot of things happen in life, as you guys have mentioned, all of these things here, right? But what I want you guys to know, the one that, because just given time, the one that I want to harp on for today, is the pain and the suffering and the doubt. All of these things build upon each other, okay? Mental illness, it's a form of pain, a form of suffering, right? Feeling rejected, it's a form of pain, a form of suffering. So we kind of lump that into pain and suffering. And what at times happens when we are going through pain and suffering is that it leads us to start to recon, you know, deconstruct our faith and then it leads us at times to go to doubt. As we're going through reconstruction of faith, deconstruction of faith, sorry, not reconstruction, deconstruction of faith, we are examining what's happening. And then we're, we're taking a fine-tooth comb throughout the Bible and different things that we've learned. And then we start, we leave with more questions and answers at times. Right? And when those questions are within our minds and we don't have answers to them, we get to a point of doubt. Right? Like, God, did you really create man on the sixth day? Did you really do this? Like, did Solomon really do that? Right? And then you even get to, then you get teetering closer to did Christ even die for our sins? Is Christ even the Son of God? Why would somebody come and die for me when you see me being rejected by people within the world? Our thoughts and our patterns start going in that direction and little by little by little we walk away. I want to implore you today, I'll even beg you if need be, to stick with God because it's the best decision you will ever make in your life, the most important decision you will ever make in your life. And one thing that I want you guys to know, doubt is not a bad thing. Doubt is not a bad thing. And what I mean by that is that faith, anybody tell me what faith is? You should have defined that before we started. What is faith? Come on, Hebrews, give me the Hebrews answer. Hebrews 11, somebody go there real quick. Faith, what is faith? You guys got it? You got it? Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. The belief in something that you cannot see, right? That is faith. So when, with faith, that it comes, it comes with a part of a doubt at times. I want you to know that when we go through pain and we go through suffering, and that doubt that it, that it causes at times within us to be like, okay, we doubt the goodness of God, right? Is God real? Is God this? Don't let doubt push you to a point where you forget about the foundation. Our doubt does not nullify the existence of God. Our doubt does not nullify the goodness of God. You guys got me? Just because we have doubt doesn't mean that God is not real. Just because we have doubt doesn't mean that God is not good. We go, we go through painful and very... A lot of us gone through so, so many things that are so painful and so hurtful. And we've gotten to a point of doubt at times, like, God, have you really... Why would you do this to me? As you guys grow older, the more and more challenges that will come upon in your life. You get to a time of marriage, you get to a time of having kids, and there's more and more challenges even around that. You get to a time of college, a time of wanting to get a job, and that all comes with challenges. Let's not forget what we read here in Timothy. In the verse 7 to 8 in the chapter 3, I believe that part talks about um, what does it say in the verse 7 to 8? My phone froze. The 7 to 8 says Oh, always learning, never able to arrive at the knowledge of truth. But there will be people that will be out there to already try to convince you to step away from God. Right? But then the 12 to 13 tells us that all who desire, all who desire to live a godly life will be persecuted. When we say we want to be more like Christ, it sounds fun. You know, we sing the songs, we lift up our hands, you know, God, we love you, all these things. Make me more like your son, give me more of you. We have to know what we're asking for. That's why I want your foundation to be so solid. Know that pain and suffering does not mean that God does not exist. God literally put his own son through the most pain and excruciating pain that ever happened. So when you go through a really terrible time, right? When you go through a really difficult time, when you go through something that is even permanent, when you experience a sickness, when you experience an illness, that will not leave you. That does not mean that God is not there. It does not mean that God is not good. As long as we wake up and we have breath within our lungs, we have, we, there, is, there, there, is, there is room for joy. We are to rejoice in God always. Pray for healings. Pray for all of those things that God will fix the situation that we're in. But I need you guys to please, please continue to hold on. Back in Timothy's time here, there was a lot of persecution going on within the church. I think Emperor Nero or so that was around his reign. I might be wrong. I have to double check. But there was a lot of persecution going on for those who said that they were Christians, right? So they were literally being killed. Now we're not in that scenario, at least in the United States. 
We're dealing with the scenario of things that happen in life. We're dealing with rejection. We're dealing with bad grades, right? We're dealing with, you know, mental health issues. We're dealing with depression. We're dealing with so much now. So every generation, every culture has its challenge of, will you allow this terrible thing that's happening in your life to push you away from God? Will you allow it to, for it to, to pretty much change every single thing that you've ever known about the Lord? Now, deconstruction, guys, doesn't necessarily be a, a negative word. There's the times where it can be good because there are certain things that we learn that are not scriptural, right? There's certain things that we learn that we haven't really even delved, delved in, dove into the word to see. And if we were to dove, dove into the word, we would see that this thing here is not scriptural, right? So you're able to kind of take the things that maybe you, you've heard from somebody and you realize that this thing is, not, is actually going counter to faith as opposed to benefiting faith, right? So that type of deconstruction is good. Right, the deconstruction should get you to a period of after you tear things down, right? We built the house that we had. We tore things down. Now we need to reconstruct. Right? And as we're building, we're building new ideas that we that we that we believe, right? Or we're solidifying the the walls that we had, the pillars that we had. We're making them stronger. That's what deconstruction and re- reconstruction is supposed to get you to. Not not to get you to a point where you leave. If you guys have any questions, any doubt about faith, I want you to know that that's not a bad thing. It's good to ask questions. And I'm sorry if you've ever been in a situation where people, you're going through something, you don't understand something, and people say, don't ask God why. Don't ask God questions, because God is God. God is all sovereign. The trust that God being such a good God and so amazing and so knowledgeable, he's not afraid of your questions. There's not a single question that you would ask God that he wouldn't be able to help you with. Ask your questions. Ask your whys. But if you do not get an answer that you like to your whys, if you don't get the answer that you want to your question, If you don't get that response, don't let that be your reason that you leave God. Stick with him. Love him. Understand, guys? So what do we get for being able to do all these things? How do we go about doing this? Like, what's the solution, right? The foundation that we have that we're building right now. As you guys are in your younger ages here, as you're here, have that solid foundation. Read your Bibles, guys. Read your Bibles. I want you guys to get an understanding. The things that you disagree with, right? There may be things you disagree with in the Word. You need to ask God to really help you to come to an understanding of it or to make peace with it. Because there may not be, every, there may not be everything in there that you agree with, but you have to know that if we believe that God is God and God is all sovereign, then He makes the decisions, right? Otherwise, if we don't know our Word, if we don't know why we believe what we believe, you'll go to college, you'll have somebody who has read the whole Bible just for the sole point of debating against you, of destroying you, bringing down your faith. And that would make me so sad. That would make Paul so sad. 
which is why Paul wrote this letter to Timothy. That Timothy, this is what you're dealing with here and in the place that you are. There's a lot of people who are in the position of just trying to tear people away from Christ. As you guys read earlier, there was people who are deceiving and being deceived. The devil has two jobs, as we always said. He deceives on, he deceives on earth, and he accuses us in heaven, right before God. We see that within Revelation. While he's, telling, he, while he's down here, he's telling us, hey, yeah, you, you, you do that thing. That's not good. You'll be all right. There's no problem with that. You're good. And then he's up there telling God, God, look what he's doing. Look what she's doing. I told you it wasn't no good. Right? That's what Satan is all about. Let's not let Satan win in that area, guys. Um, God is so good for us that what I really love is within the verse, within the chapter 2, I believe the verse 3 to 4. There will be a time when people will not endure sound teaching have itching ears, they will accumulate for them teachers to suit their own passions. And they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off to myths. What is the truth? The Word of God. Paul makes it clear again that the Word of God is good for teaching. The Word of God is good for exhortation. The Word of God is good for rebuke. The Word of God is what we need. So what gets, what gets attacked the most then in our, in our day and culture? Anyone want to take a guess? What's the, what, what book gets attacked the most in today's culture? The Bible, yeah. And it's interesting that Paul would write this thousands and thousands of years ago telling Timothy, hey, the word of God is the truth. So God knew that all these things would happen and he knew what we need in order to be able to still be with him. We, he knows what we need in order to maintain that relationship with him. So I encourage you guys, continue reading your word. That's one major, major way. The second one, in the, be in community, right? Let's be in community. Let's chat things out. There may be some things that you don't understand that if you were to talk it over with somebody, they may have an understanding, and maybe the things that they don't understand, they can explain to you. Maybe the things that you understand, you could explain to them, right? That's the part of having that community. So our faith is not just to be in, a, in silos. The point is, like, we're not all, like, go out to the mountains for three years or whatever. That's, that's not it, right? Like, let us learn with one another, right? Spend time with the Holy Spirit as well. So that will definitely help in that sense. The third part is needing to make a decision for yourself. People will follow. We will follow anybody, anything that we believe will get us to the place that we want to be. Yes or no? Right? If there's something that you really, really want, right? Like, you guys are in track, right? You guys have a coach, I'm sure, right? No? No coach? You had a coach? Oh, my goodness. Terrible example. <laughs> but in a sport, let's, let's say, I don't know, Kyrie Irving, no, y'all don't like him, right? Who do you guys like these days in basketball? Uh, LeBron, is he arguably one of the best players still? Okay, so LeBron shows up at your front door, you want to be a basketball player, and he's like, hey, I need you to wake up every morning at 4 a.m. and be at practice. What are you going to do? Hmm? 
you're probably going to be there, right? Because you know how great LeBron is in basketball, and so you want to do just that. You believe that if you follow LeBron, he's going to get you somewhere. So it doesn't matter all the doubts. It doesn't matter all the things that people will say against LeBron. You, you know that if you follow LeBron, he's going to get you somewhere. So we need to make up within our minds right now. We, do we know that if we follow Jesus Christ, he's going to lead us to eternal life? Do we believe that? A part of why we fall away at times is because we don't truly believe that if we dig down deep. So that question, if we have that, kind of all comes back that we say we have a nice foundation. If we have that, it doesn't matter the things that break down. They will always be constructed back to the right place that they should be. Amen? So, the question is for you guys. Will you hold on? despite the trials that you will experience, the tribulation that you will have. We're all healthy now. Some of us may get sick. We're all good now. Some of us may lose loved ones. Right? Well, we'll all lose loved ones someday. When that happens, will we blame God and say, God, if you are so good, how do you allow the evil person to continue enjoying while we are in so much pain? Or will we trust God's purpose and know that all of this is a part of his plan and that he has something good for us in that if we can fight that good fight, which is why we ended with that question of will you fight the good fight? Will we be able to get to that finish line, that race? Will we run that race with endurance, right? Forsaking all the things in the past and just going towards Christ. When all these things happen in your life, right now you guys are probably living cool, normal, maybe some of you are going through difficult things, but I have some folks even express that their life is boring right now. Boring can be good sometimes. Wait till you get to a point you get a little bit older and you go through some challenges. Then you're going to be looking at God like, God, are you real? Are you here? Was Kevin just spitting a bunch of baloney at me years ago? I want you guys to know that you will go through those difficult situations. Those challenges will happen. And I hope me saying those things to you is not to be depressing, but to be preparing you. That when you do go through these challenges, you not let it destroy your relationship with God. Pain is to be used to even bring us closer to God, not to drag us from Him. And I always remember the back and I always remember this verse that God will always like he he loves you and he gives good gifts to the ones whom he loves. He gives good gifts to his children. So if we are able to give a good gift to somebody and we go and how much more God? So if we lose something, if we go through some challenge, some something terrible that happens to us, right? We have to remember that God gives good gifts to his children. So if we have lost something, then that's not something that we need to be with him. It's not something that deep down we ultimately need. God will meet all of our needs. If you lose something, you lose, something happens. Trust that God will be with you. And that that thing that you lost, you make up for it in so many ways. Sometimes God has to break our hearts 
in order to blow our minds. And He will do such a wonderful thing in your life someday that, trust me, you guys will come back and be like, yo, yeah, you were saying that one thing that one time. I just want you guys to hold on. All right? And that's not what I want. That's what, that's, what, that's what I want. But that's what the Word is telling us to want as well, right? Think of it as me, like, like think of you guys as Timothy right now, me being Paul, trying to tell you guys to hold on and hang on, okay? God is going to do such wonderful things in y'all's lives, and I can't wait to see it all. So I'll end this with just the verse within... Um, I'll end this with the verse within the verse 8. Sorry, the verse 7 to 8. I'll read that one last time and then we'll pray and close out, okay? It says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so, so much for just being so great to us, God. We adore you and we thank you for allowing us to be able to hear your word today, to be in Timothy. God, we pray that what we have learned here today, that we take with us, Lord, and that we never forget. God, help us to be able to continue trusting in you when we go through so many things. Help us to continue keeping faith in you, God. We can't do it by ourselves. You who are so good to us, please keep us to the end of the day, to the end of the age. God, help us. We need you. Anybody here, God, that may be already in a period of deconstruction, anybody that may in here that may already be in a period of questioning faith and questioning you, Lord God, teetering on the brink of falling away, God, I pray that you graft them back in. God, I pray that you hold them. I pray that you remind them and that you solidify their foundation in you, Lord God. God, you are a good God. And I desperately know, Lord God, that you love your people. So God, let your people come to see a new perspective on pain, a new perspective on doubt, realizing that you are so, so good that you use it all, the good and the bad, God. They all work towards your purposes to bring glory to your name. God, help us to be able to partake in this story of bringing glory to your name. We thank you, God. We love you. With this, in Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen.